with two short paragraphs. The evangelist Mark introduces us to the adult Jesus as he begins his remarkable mission as the Son of God. Mark's no-nonsense style, which is typical of his entire gospel narrative, gets us to the heart of who Jesus is and what he's up to with a sense of urgency and conviction. This feast of the baptism of our Lord is a threshold feast. It brings us to a close of the Christmas epiphany season that was marked with the wonderful, familiar, beautiful details of the infancy narratives of Luke and Matthew. And in those details, we celebrated the joy of the Incarnation. Mark's dramatic account of Jesus' baptisms, baptism signals the threshold of his public ministry and calls us to reflect on our own baptismal identity. Perhaps not with that same sense of urgency, but surely with an awareness of just how profound our baptism means for us. The sacrament of baptism is a threshold for all of us. There is a reason why there is a baptismal font, whether a large one or a small one, at the doorways of our chapels and churches. And I admit to a certain sadness that we have had to remove the water from our fonts as an important precaution against the spreading of the virus. But even an empty font stands, as it were, in the way as we enter our chapels and churches and stands as a reminder of how amazing the life of the Spirit is and how fragile our human journey can be. The physical entryway of our churches and chapels is a symbolic threshold of faith. And we cross over it time after time after time during our life. And when our earthly journey is finished, it is at the threshold by the font where the body of our loved one is sprinkled with the water that gave life within the embrace of the community of faith. And it is also there when we place the pall over the casket to remind us that we are clothed with the garment of salvation, what I like to call the comforter of God's love. Jesus' baptism by John was not for the repentance from sin. As a devout Jew, the water ritual was a remembrance 
of the journey of their ancestors and his ancestors, the Israelites, who crossed through the waters of the Red Sea to a freedom and a new life that had been promised by God. The water ritual was celebrated frequently as a cleansing rite and as a gesture of recommitment to their relationship with God, to the covenant, and to the love of neighbor. And so Mark tells us that in the midst of the crowd that came to the Jordan because of the dynamic preaching of John, there arrived a lone pilgrim from Galilee. In a spirit of solidarity with his people, Jesus plunges into the waters as a sign that he is beginning a new moment in his life. In a sense, Jesus answers the invitation of God in the oracle of Isaiah from our first reading. Come, come to the water. You who have no money, come, receive grain to eat. Come, without paying or without cost. Come, and listen carefully that you may have life. Mark paints an astonishing scene, and a unique proclamation comes like thunder from the heavens. You are my beloved. With you I am well pleased. And that is the invitation that is offered to each of us every time we enter this place. Come, receive, eat, listen. And when we leave, another voice should ring in our ears and our hearts. Go. Go out through the water. Take what you have been given. Proclaim faithfully what you have heard and love generously because you have eaten the bread of life. Many years ago, I saw a sign that was posted outside the doors of a church. And you could only read this sign as you cross the threshold on your way out. And it stood there by the edge of the driveway, the sidewalk outside the church, and the words were, you are now entering mission territory. Jesus' baptism foreshadows our own as we are fashioned as the daughters and sons of God, filled with God's Spirit and commissioned to take the love and justice of God into the world, to be baptized into the life of Christ is to be baptized for life as Christ. This feast then invites us to think of the very foundation of our faith, our belief in Jesus 
as the Son of God and our belief in ourselves as the Spirit-filled children of God. Our belief in God and our belief in ourselves. There is a medieval art image that shows the water rising up out of the Jordan and wrapping itself around Christ standing on the bank of the river and drawing him into its power and its grace. It's an amazing image. The water reaching out to grasp the Messiah. Like this, life rises up to meet all of us. And sometimes its waters can overwhelm us. But it will refresh us, for we are indeed the beloved of God.